pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jason. He's Kevin. That's Brian. It's time for What Are You Wearing? What's funny is I don't know if on my screen you're what here. Are you wearing, <laughs> so. What are you wearing? Down there. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? The weekly check-in of what four 40-year-olds are wearing. It is a wrestling <laughs> podcast. Wrestling shirts are mandatory. And we did not talk about Miz getting voted off Dancing with the Stars last week. So I thought I'd break out a vintage Miz t-shirt, the chick magnet shirt. It says on the back, chicks dig me and their men fear me. Uh, that's what I'm wearing this week. Kevin, what do you have? I wore uh, the Miz's Dancing with the Stars uh, official t-shirt. Oh, nice. Wow. Didn't know they had nope. that. I'm, I'm just playing. Uh, in honor of uh, Full Gear this upcoming uh, this upcoming weekend, I wore, even though I think he's going to lose, which we'll get into later, I wore, the, I wore the Kenny Omegatron shirt. Oh, his, okay. uh, Like Transformers with, with Kenny, and it's uh, AEW affiliated. It's, uh, it's, it's an awesome shirt. Cool. I thought it'd be an MJF shirt for sure. Uh, I don't Brian, have an MJF shirt. I should get one one day. I'm Brian, sure there's a Black yeah. Friday sale coming. So uh, you get that Britt Baker shirt while you're at it. Yeah, uh, I get Brian, that one first. What, Brian, what do you have? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you have this week? I went. It's, yeah, it's a big AEW week. So one of my two AEW shirts, the La Dinner Debonair Chris gotcha. Jericho and MJF. So I guess I have an MJF shirt. Kev, look at that. You yeah, do. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So as we went. To air last week, 18 releases happened. So uh, as of now, no more releases. There was a rumor that there were going to be 10 more. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday evening. So hopefully uh, that rumor is false. And there are no more releases. But uh, since Brian broke the news last week and my heart with the Eva Marie release, oh. we thought we'd go back and check in with what's been going on since last week with the people that have been released. Yeah, there's been a number of people that have put out statements or done videos. Uh, we'll, we'll highlight a couple of them because we don't have the time to do all 18 of the, the release ones. But um, Frankie Monet, Taya Valkyrie. So she had a huge statement and uh, she was brutally honest, which I love. She went, well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to thank WWE for allowing me to live my dream, even if it was cut short. Uh, to say I'm disappointed would be a huge understatement. I'm confused. I'm hurt, sad, and honestly mad. Uh, she continues on. She thanks AAA. She thanks Shawn Michaels. Thanks the the PC staff, and you know says you know thanks so much. You know time to let Lawira Loca loose. Let's make some magic. And then a follow up to that was you know saw all, this all yeah always the Twitter comments. And so it's been reported. WWE is really shifting to younger wrestlers. They want they want the twenty somethings to really get them into their their mode. I guess their mold, I should say. Um, so somebody put on Twitter, um, go saying, "Well, you're 38 years old, so it is what it is." Essentially, and she did not uh, agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> she she wrote back, "STFU, I just turned 38. I've been ashamed to even speak about my age until today." 38 is not old, especially when you're a man. Process that. And then she continues, uh, age should never be an issue. And I'm sick of people using that as a reason that someone should lose their job. 
I'm a woman, a wife, a mother to two dogs, an aunt and a friend. Nobody should ever say that 38 is old. Grow up. So she, she, she came out with a lot of fire, which was right. uh, really, really uh, well taken, I thought. Um, Keith Lee. Um, I'm not going to read it in Keith Lee voice, but he he writes how he talks. He is the same, the same, same give sort us, of... Give us a little sample. Give us a little sample. All right, all right. <clears throat> Thank you for all the positivity that has been dropped on me the past few days, as well as the birthday wishes. I love you. Worry not. We are not done. We work. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. That was good. I like it. There it is. Yeah. So um, he, he just goes on. He goes... Uh, um, several months ago, this was not a guarantee. We, we know that he had some serious health issues mm-hmm. um, from, uh, from his battle with COVID. Um, he said, I paid all my medical bills from many offices and machines I frequented. Uh, there's positivity in that. And then he does, maybe I think would be a little dig. Uh, he goes, I do find it amusing that people believe anyone but me paid for my medical expenses. Mm. You know, there's been that, mythology that wwe will foot the bill for surgeries and injuries and 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 you know rehabs and stuff like that and if he's saying that's not true yeah i wonder if this is just an isolated incident or it's just like that's just the mythology the wwe puts out there yeah yeah no it's, it's definitely something to note um he, he finished it up because i also consider myself to be rather open-minded here's to the future for all intents and purposes seems limitless so there's keith lee uh carrying cross so he, he didn't do a big statement he had the best result he had the best response to a tweet i think i've seen in a while. yeah guy tweets him uh say like wonder if i can get that helmet <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote back, nobody wants that piece of shit, brother. <laughs> so that's that's great. He uh, so he did good. a teaser video too that that I watched and uh looks like another pretty dark character for him for wherever he ends up. Uh, finally, Nia Jax and Nia had a pretty lengthy statement. I'll try to breeze through it, but if you guys remember the breaking news from the New York Post saying that Nia was released because she was unvaccinated from COVID-19. So she began, I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option to clarify matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much, more than I can share. So I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Um, And then she was supposed to, I guess, come back November 15th, but she asked for an extension. She didn't hear back. And next thing you know, she hears she's being released. And then she puts in the line, my vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. And then she goes on to say how much she loved her career and she's going to miss everybody. So not a confirm or denial there. It kind of leaves it open-ended, but at least it was addressing the rumor of uh, why she was released. So that's uh, Nia Jax's story. So here's what's something interesting. I was listening to another podcast earlier. And they were talking about Nia Jax getting released and well, actually multiple podcasts. One, uh, they said that she's the poster child for non-vaccinated wrestlers uh, because of all this. And another one thinks that this release could affect the WrestleMania main event that we all want Roman Reigns against the rock. Wow. Yeah. Like maybe the rock will get pissed and his cousin got released. I mean, the rock's daughter is still at NXT. So, (laughs) um, I think the daughter would trump the cousin, but 
you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, one more release related note. Uh, Lindsay Dorado from the Lucha House Party, they got released. And uh, a few weeks ago, we had talked about uh, super fan Lizzie and her scumbag parents being the reason that MSK was getting booed at NXT due to them not uh, agreeing that 12-year-old Lizzie should be taking bumps. Well, um, they held this grudge against MSK. Well, Lindsay Dorado was another one that spoke out against it. Scumbag dad wrote, best of luck on your future endeavors with a fucking smiley face emoji. So Lindsay Lindsay Dorado responded, I'm competing at ABC Arena in a jiu-jitsu tournament today. I'll be there at 4 o'clock. I'll buy you a ticket and a parking pass. See you there. Let's talk. Fucking awesome. Well, scumbag dad did not show up. Scumbag dad deleted his Twitter account. And there was a statement that he has done some things he's not proud of and he does need to apologize to some people. But... I think the real reason the Twitter account went away, the public apology, I think uh, Mr. Levesque said, hey, man, you keep this shit up. You're not coming to Full Sail anymore. Your kid's not getting a job here in five years when she turns 18. Like, I think that his his privileges were threatened, and that's why. Because he'd been, like, balls out Twitter troll for a long time. Um, but I just thought it was cool that Lindsay Dorado was like, all right, yeah. I can punch you in the face and WWE is not going to find me for it. So, uh, I thought that good was good for him. Yeah. Agreed. And then, and then, um, best thing he's done in the, w- <laughs> <I know>. the <laughs> WWE or post WWE. Seriously. Um, and then I don't know if you saw, I guess somebody was saying that Dana Brooks should be the next one to get fired uh, uh, on Twitter. And then, uh, Dana Brooks fiance was like, I'm going to come to your house. <laughs> and he's is he a boxer or MMA? I think guy? he's like a body like he's like like a big fucking he's dude. into something like that. So yeah, you know, it's not so, a guy you want to be on the wrong side of. So like this is just common. Well, you know, Twitter, you know, everybody has Twitter muscles to a point. Like when I tweet stuff, I'm very leery. I'm like, eh, there have been times where I tweeted something, I'm like, you know what? I better not I better not hit set. So transitioning out of the releases, uh, I posted something on our Facebook page earlier in the week about Ring of Honor's Quinn McKay. Now she's a wrestler and she's more known as being like a personality interviewer, a host. Well, uh, she has been getting dick pics and videos sent to her direct messages. Now, a while ago, she put out a warning and says, hey, if you do this to me, I'm going to find your family, I'm going to find your employees, and I'm going to find your girlfriends, and I'm going to let them know what you're doing. Well, I believe it was Saturday morning she tweeted, it's too fucking early for this. And she put a screenshot. She sent a message to a woman saying, is this your boyfriend? He just sent me five videos of him jerking off. Oh, my God. So a little later in the day, um, she posted another screenshot the girlfriend responded saying, can I see the videos? So she sent the videos back and then Quinn McKay put a uh, update. The relationship is over. Uh, Like I am just fascinated that somebody would send a public personality 
a dick pic or video. Like, what did you think was going to happen, dude? She's not going to break up with her boyfriend for some dude with seven followers and an egg is his picture. <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. You know, I've been, I've been with my wife before social media, before smartphones and camera phones. And if I, if, if it was different, maybe I would send that stuff to girls. But like, I, we, my wife and I have never done that. Probably because she has a company phone for her job. But, um, like, what do you guys think of this, Kevin? What do you think? I mean, the whole situation, the the dick pics, the inappropriateness, the fucking perverted grossness, or the My, whole idea of dick pics and sexting to begin with. You're married. But, oh, <laughs> I am married. Um, Where are you going one, with this, one, <laughs> one very positive note at the end of all of that. I think uh, uh, she said the woman who broke up with her boyfriend, whatever he was, is like a very distant relative uh, relative of Jungle Boy. Yeah, so random. So it was so like random. it was so it was so random. But one, she needs to be like on uh, uh, like an undercover uh, detective or something because she seems really good. Like almost like uh, remember back in the day. Chris Hansen, like doing all the detective work to catch a predator. It seems like not just one, right? She's like, I will look for your, your employers. I will look for your, like it's happened a lot, which is the, which is the crazy thing. No one should be getting unsolicited D picks. No, like jacking off D pick. I don't know. Like if I was single and chicks wanted to send me boo picks, I'd probably be saying sounds good, but I don't know. There's a there, there's a huge difference with me making a joke out of it and a woman getting actually a photo or a video of a dude. And I saw I saw man. somebody say that it could be equivalent to, to rape because you're visit you're doing something to someone they don't want. Right. So I, I don't know if there's any kind of like cyber laws about that stuff, but I just thought it was like fucking creepy for dudes to do it and and, and props to quinn mckay yeah i say good for it her for props. doing that you, you don't do that stuff and you know <laughs> you can't expect to get away with it that's just not appropriate so good especially, for her well it's to anybody you shouldn't be doing it especially to a public person of course because like, they have they have more, what i mean by that they have more of a reach like they're gonna find your shit right so and they're um, gonna tweet about it and then Make a Fuck link on up. a website. You're going to send us the link, and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, what's funny is Joe's not here this week. Uh, he tried to log on, but he blamed the, the, the Rocky Mountains for poor internet. I, I think his wife looks like Quinn McKay, or Quinn McKay looks like Joe's wife, but I don't know. Thoughts? Do you guys agree, disagree? Yeah. No? No. No? No. Well, you guys suck then. Uh, moving <laughs> along, over the weekend, they announced the Survivor Series teams on Twitter. Yeah. No and, qualifying, and no matches. Uh, Kevin, why don't you run down the uh, Survivor Series teams? So as of right now. as Exactly. As of right now. <laughs> they've, they've, they've Hard subject to change. Which, which the little uh, – I'll start off, right? So we, ha- we had the, uh, the teams – Dominic was in there. Then he went against Bobby Lashley, of course, on Monday, which I actually thought that that layup of having them go to the ring and Pierce being in there kind of was weird. And then it, it kind of made more and more sense. 
And Team Raw, I think, actually elevated a little bit. But yeah, Team Raw, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, solid, all ex-champions. And that, that was the whole thing with Pierce came out and said, oh, I made a mistake when I announced it on Twitter. So he did announce, make that, like, kind of okay, it know. a little bit, right? Make, But it was, it was still weird that it was announced on Twitter. Versus Team SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Xavier Woods, Sami Zayn, Happy Baron Corbin. Like one, one team, at least in me, and you guys can give your, 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 your side points too, especially in the men's if raw, <laughs> if raw loses, there, there's something incredibly wrong. So before the, before the show, I always, uh, uh, Brian told me there are websites that bet wrestling back Ooh. in the day, oh, yeah, yeah, Germania, yeah. like two years ago, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. it was Royal rumble. So right now, SmackDown ready for this listed as the negative 180 favorite. So that means if you bet, uh, you have to bet $180 to win a hundred bucks 100, yep. and the underdogs going oh, in that's right stupid. now team raw at plus plus one forty. So if you bet a hundred, you'd win 140. So the stacked team raw is actually the underdog, right? Which is, which is kind of crazy. What do you guys think on that? Like in your first, just on paper, well, who do you think should win? <laughs> Well, when you have five former world champions, of course you should win. The funniest thing about the whole week was Adam Pierce saying he wanted Raw to win. Dummy, uh-huh. you programmed both shows. Who right. gives a shit? So bizarre. So bizarre. And it is just, it's just a weird calendar time because the draft just happened. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah. if, if I miss two weeks of programming and, I, and I'm like coming back on the Raw going, Finn Balor's here <laughs> and uh, you know, all these other guys, Kevin Owens is here. Seth Rollins is here. You were on SmackDown two weeks ago. So I get, I get that you're part of the new brand and you want to show your supremacy, but it still doesn't feel like, you know, this big grudge of the two brands to me because they were just on the other show. It's just a weird case of the timing doesn't quite, quite meet the, the height of the excitement level for me. Yeah, I, I think there could just be some some internal combustion on the Raw team, maybe between Owens and Rollins, and they just fight each other and then get double eliminated or some shenanigans where it would just be really fast. Well, Lashley's been on a kick of beating up people's kids. So Rollins just has a kid. Uh, Kevin Owens has a couple kids. Uh, maybe, you know, Lashley can beat them up. To go to go on his streak of Goldberg's kid and Rey Mysterio's. Kid. That's a fair point. It's better fair than point. beating up if then if it was Goldberg, you just kill him. So well, yeah, Goldberg just wants to shoot people and kill people. But right. uh, they also announced the women's team, right? Women's yes, teams. they did. They did. I will tell you the betting. Well, actually, I'll tell you the teams. You tell me who you think is favored on, on the betting. On the yeah, betting. On the Let betting. Me tell you the team. Let me tell we you. We are not the, sponsored rundown. by DraftKings or Sportbook, <laughs> or whatever those other ones are. That is not what we Draft do Draft yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, start with, we'll start with Team SmackDown. Sasha Banks, Shotzi, just Shotzi, by the way. New name. She's been Shotzi uh, since she got to the main roster, Kevin. Natalia, Aaliyah, which is nice, and Shayna Baszler versus Team Raw, Bianca Belair, newly number one contender Liv Morgan, Carmella, Queen Zelina Vega, and Rhea Ripley. On paper, pretty decently even, decently even. Yeah. Who do you think the betting sites? I'll say Ross slightly. 
I think SmackDown's favorite. Raw is the slight underdog at Ooh, plus 110. SmackDown oh, is also wow. favored at, at minus 150. So okay. that that's that's pretty somewhat even. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit more level uh, uh, versus versus the men's, but there's got to be some some excitement in the women's. Hopefully, it's not just five eight minutes and done. Hopefully, there's some yeah. some, some good storytelling. I'm, su- I'm surprised though. SmackDown, you got Aaliyah who hasn't wrestled on SmackDown, and Natalia who's just meh. <laughs> who's there? I, you got uh, you got <laughs> Bianca who's amazing. You got the Queen. She's great. You got Rhea, who's a tag champ. I don't know. I thought they had, they had a little bit more uh, to offer there. Right. Are you sad that Tamina's not in it somehow, Brian? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure she'll be the sole survivor of both teams once they uh, take on the winner or something. Yeah, uh, they always got something big planned for Tamina. Team mascot, Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Survivor Series match. Yeah. Because they would put randoms together. That's kind of what we're getting now. Yes. Uh, so that's cool. But Ivar... From the Viking Raiders, he put on a tweet saying that he wanted a Survivor Series tag team match. And as of right now, they haven't announced it, but I went in and looked and I compiled two teams if they were to do a SmackDown versus Raw tag team Survivor Series match. The Raw team would be the Street Profits, the Dirty Dogs, the Alpha Academy, Shelton and Cedric. I don't know if they're considered the Hurt Business or not, but those two, even though they were in the 24-7 scramble this week. And then Apollo and Aziz. Against SmackDown's team, the Viking Raiders, Garza and Carrillo, Nakamura and Boogs, Jinder and Shanky, and then Swerve and Top Dollar. That could be a fun Survivor Series tag team match. Yeah, it could. Yeah. And you get a lot more people on the card. Yes. And, you know, they say, you know, we, we've joked, not everybody needs to be on the card at WrestleMania. Not everybody needs to be on the card at every pay-per-view, but this is Survivor Series. And to give back a little of that feel, I wish they would do a tag team. And that's just not, not just because one of my favorites said that they wanted a tag team match. I love the Viking Raiders. And uh, I don't know. So we'll have to see. That is a couple weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um uh, as you're listening to this on Friday, WrestleMania tickets are on sale. Uh, April uh, 2nd and 3rd, Cowboy Stadium, AK, or AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. They had their big uh, party two nights ago. And uh, I'm the only one that can go this year. So yeah. uh, I will be going. Uh, Kevin, you'll be sad <laughs> to know that my hookup, uh, that got us the super sweet SummerSlam tickets. Uh, came through again, uh, oh, both nights. Nice. And yeah, it's gonna be a good one. It's awesome. Um, yeah, enjoy watching at home. So, uh, yeah, Jason's hookup is Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets out. Sorry. Yeah. Let, spoiler. We don't do spoilers here, Brian. Nah, sorry. Correct. Edit that out in post production. Uh, so, anyway, this past week at the Cowboy game, the Undertaker was sidelines and back in the locker rooms and all this stuff, which lead people to think the Undertaker is going to go into the Hall of Fame this year at WrestleMania. And I believe it makes sense. He's from Texas. This would be the year. He says he's done. He doesn't want to do any more matches. The question for you, Kevin and Brian, should the Undertaker 
be the only person going into the Hall of Fame this year? Ooh. Make it a one-night celebration of The Undertaker. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I think because of all that they've done to chronicle him, um, the whole Last Ride series, there's so much footage and there's been so much telling of what he's done that you could put together a two-hour thing and I don't think it would feel like such a uh, su- such a pain to have to sit through. Uh, Jay, you, you've been in attendance at the Hall of Fame and have shared with it's me. It's like, ah, it's just... It's just too long and it's boring. But a two-hour celebration of, there's no argument, the greatest character in professional wrestling history. I really like that idea. I mean, you can have everybody speak on his behalf. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I would say. That's the only way I think it could work. Start with Brother Love to Ted DiBiase to Kane to Triple H to Hulk Hogan to Shawn Michaels to everyone in between. It should get be the like hologram, set up like, get the hologram of Paul Bear up there. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> no, it could be set up like like the roast of Comedy Central, right? Where like you know, Taker's just up there sitting there having his drink, having his whiskey, and having all the legends on stage sharing the stories. I'd love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, so hopefully that happens. Um, I would go to that. I think if uh, that is what would happen, I would go. If that's not going to be the case, then I probably will not go to uh, the Hall of Fame because I've been to two in the past and they just go on and on and on. And, you know, they try to switch things up in Brooklyn that year that Bret Hart got attacked. And, you know, I, in the last two years have been very weird and washed because of COVID. So, yeah, um, yeah WrestleMania will be fun. Uh, 100,000 people last time. <clears throat> Can they sell 200,000 tickets in a weekend? Who question knows? And uh, for the uh, merch freaks like myself, uh, all of the WrestleMania merchandise is now available on WWE Shop. So you want to buy it now so you can either wear it there or not have to bring it back with you. You can go to WWE Shop. And, uh, you know, Kevin, when we went to SummerSlam, I mean, I bought four different SummerSlam shirts and the hoodie. I think you bought a couple of shirts and the hoodie like, no. And you had just a backpack. So, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you'd be good to go if you were able to go to WrestleMania this year. Um, but I do have an admission to make. Watching wrestling live as it's happening on TV is pretty fucking awesome. I watched Rampage last Friday night. I watched Dynamite this week. And it, it's just great to watch pro wrestling live and i'm not a i hate wwe i hate you know i i like it all i mean i've been i try to be super positive all the time about it and the cm punk eddie kingston promo from rampage was unreal you guys saw it Mm -hmm. not live i watched uh on uh saturday on the replay okay but you saw it so it's all yes 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 so as it was happening i'm like wow this is sounds sounds kind of familiar and it apparently Kingston came back and said that, yeah, there were some Easter eggs from that famous CM Punk John Cena promo where Punk called Cena the Yankees, the, the, the dynasty. Yeah, and they flipped right. it and Eddie Kingston hit Punk with it. And he said what we all 
nobody wants him here. And the best part was when he says, you know, when I beat you, go ahead and quit and go away for another seven years, which was awesome. Great line. Um, then they followed it up on Dynamite this week with a shitty game of tag in the parking lot segment. It was so bad. <laughs> So bad, so bad. Oh, you mean when uh, Eddie broke loose and like, and, 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 and then he, yeah, he's like, oh, 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 to the car, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I loved it, and you know, I like watching Raw and watching SmackDown, but watching Dynamite Live is there's, I mean, it's 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 this is the Captain Obvious statement of the year. They're two totally different presentations, and they're both fucking awesome to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel that way or not. I mean, do you guys get to watch live? I mean, Brian, well, you both have kids. So I don't know if you can watch it yeah. live. Or- yeah, I mean, I, yeah, at least a good half of it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that AEW has right now is their crowds are always really into it. Yes. And and because sometimes to me, you know, I'm sorry if it's like a – Anna J versus the bunny match and there's a chop and they're like, Ooh, I'll kind of be like, all right, guys, it's not that great, but they really appreciate they're into it. There's the, a lot of times the crowd is standing um, and that does add to it. And that, yeah. I mean that, yeah. you know, get, getting back to when they were head to head with NXT, that was something that struck me right away was AEW's in these big arenas, you know, with thousands of people and NXT's in the PC that, you know, still look cool, but was clearly a 250 people every single week. It looks the same. And AEW has that crowd that's just so into it. I mean, we've been there together at Revolution. Jay, you've been to All Out and and everything Mm -hmm. else. So I think that that's just a starting point of get me invested into watching it is like the people are into it. And that, it makes a difference looking back on, as I knock my computer and looking back on where we came from, from the pandemic era of like no crowds. It's like, Oh, they're, they're eating this up and it's so great to watch. And, and yeah, me with Wednesdays, uh, you know, sometimes I, I do watch uh, another show live. So on during when that just say it, just say yeah, it. Survi- when survivor plays first uh, can survivor, season, uh, just uh, because Jeff start... Probst gave you birthday wishes a couple weeks ago doesn't mean you can hide it. It's okay. <laughs> he gave you that love. That was great. Still, still so good. Uh, but so I'll usually start the show <laughs> at nine. I find myself when I when I start raw late, I fast forward through a lot just to catch up, you know, towards that last 10 to 11 so I can be live some weeks. AEW, I rarely ever fast forward just because – what Brian said, there could be a women's match where on paper, it's not that good, but it really could be a great match. You don't know what you're going to miss. So that's why it's like, I don't want to fast forward like case in point that Leo rush last night. That's a, that, is a, that is an exact reason of why <laughs> on paper, the tag match, right? It, it's up and comers with Dante Leo's looking so good. Uh, uh, Lee I had no idea who, who's the dude with, Matt Seidel. Lee Moriarty. He yeah. is uh he just signed. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He's done a lot of Pittsburgh Indies and stuff. And what's crazy, he got the Seven Nation Army treatment when they sang his name, which apparently is a big Pittsburgh oh, thing and a big indie yeah. thing. Gotcha. He got the Seven Nation Army treatment, which is awesome. His first match on Dynamite, like this guy's a fucking star. All four of those guys. All four. If if, if I would have had that on DVR, I'd have fast forwarded through it. I wouldn't have watched it. 
but I watched it live and it was awesome. It was, it was fantastic. It was, it was that, that in those four, you know, uh, cause, uh, a ladder match, put, put all four guys. You don't need to have the top of the top, put, put those guys, put Max in there, caster, you know, the, the, the young, the young and upcoming guys. But yeah, that, that is the exact point on why I usually will never fast forward AEW where, and, and nothing against raw the three hours it's three hours that's the thing in aew two hours rampage is a quick watch difference i will watch that and i usually watch that on saturdays because i usually fall asleep on my on my chair around 9 30 at night on, <laughs> on i Friday love night. the one hour wrestling show love it i love the one hour wrestling show yeah so uh before we get into our full gear preview uh eddie kingston went uh <clears throat> Broke out his, his pen and his notepad and uh, wrote a very nice article on the Players' Tribune. Brian, you uh, brought it to my attention. How was it? Talk about yeah, it. It's, it's really great. Uh, so for those who don't know, the Players' Tribune, it's been around for probably a good 10 years or so now, but it's a chance for traditionally an athlete to write their story. They don't have to rely on a journalist or the media. That's It's literally them telling their story. Um, Brian Danielson did a, a thank you to WWE when he was about to make his AEW debut and it's all him. So that's a great forum to have the, the true, no misconception of what the, the language is and the words, everything. It's really good. So the title of it is called Eddie Kingston got no business, no fucking business being here. So <laughs> that's, that's how it starts off. And Love it. I don't want to give it all away, but I'll, I'll just no, touch on just a couple. A, just a couple, just a summary. <gasps> exactly. You yeah. To... You, you hear, I mean, he, he talks his whole life story. Essentially. He talks about getting into fights during religion class has falling in love with wrestling, like all Japan ECW. And then the real serious stuff, like his battles with depression, being broke, mental health, alcoholism, talk about how people thought he was dead. And the situation that really has kind of come to light in the last year plus about how he was basically giving up when COVID hit because there was no more shows and he was selling his boots to pay his mortgage and AEW gave him a call and he gets into all that. There's a lot of behind the scenes <clears throat> stuff about how his attitude was and just how things came together with AEW to where it is now. It's a fantastic read. It's a thing that, you know, a lot of these athletes and in our case that we're talking about wrestlers, you know, they don't share a ton of their private life with us. He throws it all out there. It's all on the table. It's incredibly honest and, uh, you know, incredibly vulnerable it's a must read. It's, it's a great was, read. I couldn't stop turning away. Was there anything about his friendship with Mox in there? Um, just a brief mention. I, I feel like he does a quick touch on um, like getting, you know, getting help and saying like, and my brother Mox is going to do the same something, yeah. something like he did. It was just a real quick thing. Yeah, I, I, I started his Mox's book. I didn't get very far, but it's, I love it. So I'm, I'm going to hopefully get into it more this weekend. Um, Kevin, you got, did you get a chance to read the article or I, I, I didn't, I didn't. And let, let me ask, let me ask you this, Bri, uh, was it before or after last week, Friday's promo with punk? That well, he, that it he came made? out after I want to say okay. it was released either Monday? yesterday or two days. Yeah. Earlier Monday. this week. It was Monday so, of this week. 
Okay, so that, yeah, so it may fan- have been after. When does he write it? You know, was it in the can a week ago and then they just put it out? Who knows? There's no CM Punk specific references or anything. No, no, I didn't mean I didn't mean anything to Punk. I just meant yeah. he was on such an like the the Punk you know promo with him. It was it was fantastic. It's nice. Yeah. It, I, honestly, before AEW, I didn't really know who Eddie was, and yeah. Eddie, I'd say, has been kind of like up and down in in some of his matches. Like some of these look sloppy, but lately he's he's. He's always fantastic on the mic, right? I oh, think yeah. the sloppiness I is by design. A, I think sloppiness think? is by design, yeah. I just really, I for some reason, I just always think about those neon green pants or like, what, three or four mm. pay-per-views ago. Yeah. Like, and, and nothing against him. Like, he doesn't look like he would be that g- good of a wrestler, but he really right. is. I'm really glad he's well, he's he's showing that vulnerableness because honestly his, his stock's only rising too. Yeah. I think what, I think at all out this past summer, we were all watching. I think, wasn't that the opening match? It was him and uh, Miro, I think. Uh, yeah. Was if it wasn't yeah, the opening, it was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was car. early and it, it, he never disappoints. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was, it was a good, great opening match. And he mentions in this piece, the player's tribune that it was so well received that, he had a panic attack after the fact. He's like, his wow. phone's blowing up and, and he talks about that. So again, it's incredibly honest. And if you weren't feeling Eddie Kingston in a sort of way that you're, you know, wasn't doing it for you. And maybe there's not a lot of us out there that, that would be that way, but you read this, you want to root for this guy. It's an absolutely awesome. fantastic piece. Awesome. 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 So uh, full gear is Saturday tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday and as always, uh, we do a little uh, pay-per-view preview. Uh, and it just, you know, not everyone gets to say on every match. Usually there's four of us here, but, you know, Joe's blaming the Rocky Mountains for bad internet. But uh, we'll start with uh, the women's tag match. Sheeta and Thunder Rosa against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Kevin, thoughts on this women's tag team classic? Most likely to kick <laughs> off the pay-per-view. I, uh, I, I hope it gets the... Uh, the the wwe women's treatment and it's it's fast and quick so we can uh get to the next match i wouldn't I, be surprised it if it's in the, no i mean it'll probably be a buy-in me. match i think yeah. that could be a buy-in match i'd like uh, to just see thunder rosa go crazy and hurt some somebody that'd be that'd be cool because she because she's awesome and that's that's about it in that match that's so. a that's an awful take kevin yeah. uh so but we'll move on to the match they <laughs> probably will kick off the pay-per-view yeah brit baker against Tay Conti for the AEW Women's Championship. I don't think Tay Conti is the one to beat Britt Baker. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think this build has been enough for me to think that Conti mm-hmm. has a shot. I think I think she's been an improving wrestler, so I'm curious to see how she'll do in the spot with Britt, but I think Britt retains and moves on mm-hmm. to other challengers. Uh, the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, and the winner will get an AEW World Championship match. Miro against Brian Danielson. Kevin, who do you think is going to uh, win? I got to go with Brian Danielson just for the fact, and I hate to say it because Miro got put in there kind of, you know, in, in the mix of things. I just can't see him winning. Now, if it was he was in there from the beginning, I'd be like, hmm, maybe, but. Brian's, I, Brian's like, win. I like the story of the substitute gets the win. 
the guy that is trying to be redeemed for his wife, getting a second opportunity, getting into the fine. You know what I mean? I think maybe there's something there, but uh, Brian. Oh yeah. You think Miro's going to win? No, no, I don't. I don't. I agree with your lying. (laughs) You're thinking though. I was thinking that too, that he really was the perfect substitute because of his whole, you know, questioning to my God, what do I need to do? And it's like, now he's been given the opportunity and he could win this and say, yes, I I have been redeemed. I think that obviously would be a huge swerve from what the plan is. And it seems like this has been set up for Brian Danielson. It was going to be him versus Mox and I'm sure an amazing match. Um, I don't think they'll go that way, but there is just that little bit of intrigue that I can see that there's an angle that if they went with Miro that I'd go, okay, I get it. So I I don't know if Miro is big enough to be Brian Danielson's first loss, but you know, that's why they wrestle in the ring and not on a piece of paper. Uh, Next up, it is, as Jim Ross said on dynamite, the inter circle, Uh, Jericho, Hager, Guevara, Santana, Santana and Ortiz against the men of the year, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky and uh, America top teams, JDS, Andre Orlovsky and Dan Lambert in a Minneapolis street fight. I think this could go either way. This could be the end of American top team or Lambert's going to pin Jericho and it's going to (laughs) continue. Fozzie's just announced a tour. I know that's not uh, until 22, but uh, Brian, what do you think this, uh, what do you think happens here? I'm going with the circle. I, I think, I think uh, Dan, Dan had his highlight of the, the power <laughs> rope. Ooh, that <laughs> made me nervous there, Dan Lambert there, but he, he got it, got through it. And then the uh, the Boston Crab t- sh- shouting out the '70s Florida Championship <laughs> Wrestling. He's great. He's he's very Jim Cornette to me of just like so over the top obnoxious. Uh, he's he is great. Um, so yeah, I think uh, the Inner Circle gets their revenge on Mr. Lambert and ATT. Kevin, thoughts on this one? I, I think the only way that the crowd. I feel like it's going to be pretty hot on this one and they're going to go crazy when every single member of inner circle just whoops on Lambert. I, I, Cause realistically, uh, uh, Andre Orlowski, no one cares if he gets beat up junior Dos Santos. No one will care. Uh, 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 Ethan page Scorpio. Fantastic. Everyone's got a little bit of heat where Lambert has nuclear heat. Yeah. And, th- and that's the fantastic thing with him. So I think, He's just going to take an extremely big whooping through the course of that match. And, and so it just dawned on me as I was looking at my notes, this most likely will be a cinematic match because it's a street oh, fight. Could be 10 yeah. people. And then maybe it starts in the ring and then they go backstage and that's where it becomes cinematic. Yeah. Like, uh, just see that. What was that? One of, one of those matches with the inner circle and, uh, the pinnacle started like that. Yeah. And Sammy Guevara ended up outside. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go down that road again, because you've got three guys on American top team that aren't wrestlers, right? Aren't that's wrestlers. That's good um, the AEW world tag team championships, FTR against the Lucha bros, Brian. Boy. I, I mean, this could go either way. I think this is going to be a fantastic match. Um, really haven't seen, the, the Lucha bros in action too much since they did win the titles back at all out. So I think they'll, 
Was, is this wait? Is this for AAA titles or no, is this for no, the no. AEW titles? I, I have here I, the AEW, but yeah. they, maybe this maybe it's a winners take all kind of yeah. thing. I don't know, but regardless, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll still go Lucha Bros. I I think uh, I don't I think it's too early for them to drop it after getting it back back on uh, Labor Day weekend. Kevin, yeah, I I don't think it's gonna be as good as Lucha Bros versus the Bucks, but. I'm glad no. to see FTR kind of uh, uh, doing something. Uh, yeah, doing something. And, <laughs> well, well said. I, and I can never, something. I can never distinguish one from the other because I always fuck up the names. But he had a pretty good match against uh, uh, Pac yesterday. The balls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Dax. balls one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dax the axe. I, I I I can't see Lucha Bros losing, but I think I think it's going to be. I'm going to say 17 to 18 minute match. Yeah, it should be a good one. Should be a good one. And then we have MJF with Wardlow against Darby Allen with Sting. Now, I feel this is the time Wardlow turns on MJF. He was getting some cheers on Dynamite. He was getting one more time for power bombs on Dynamite. Uh, maybe he's had enough with MJF. He helps Darby win. And then MJF and Wardlow have a feud. Uh, we'll go to Kevin. I, th- I think Darby's going to win uh, just just because it doesn't matter if MJF wins or loses. He, he doesn't need it. He just needs he's still your favorite. He, he, oh, he yes, still has he, your heart. He is fantastic. But <laughs> uh, I, I just think Darby, just, the guy's shining. Like he's he's so good. I feel like his, his body's going to break every time he does like a coffin drop because he what is about 80 pounds and a toothpick. <laughs> but uh the Wardlow, the Wardlow flip would be would be would be very cool. Uh, I, th- I think that would be fantastic. If anything, I'd ho- almost want it after the match, like MJF getting pissed, smacking him or something, and then Wardlow kind of going crazy versus, okay. that's versus a good, that's Darby good. helping him win. Because I'd rather see Darby win kind of clean uh, over MJF just to kind of catapult him even more. Earlier, we talked about the promo between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Uh, the match is happening. Brian, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I, I think Eddie's just the guy that he can take as many losses and <laughs> still be so yep. well regarded by the crowd. And so, you know, that they're starting to play up. You know, I think Punk is 5-0 and in AEW. I don't see that happening this weekend that he gets the first loss. I think it's going to be just the slow burn uh, up the ladder for him. So <sighs> Eddie... Eddie falls to to the GTS. I'm afraid. Bruh, Kevin, ditto. I won't even say anything else. I, I think there's people behind the back. Uh, you said the something back. else. Yeah, I know I did. There's a lot of people <laughs> that uh, care, care about the wins or losses. I'd say Eddie's one of those guys who who can go 0 and 10, and he wouldn't yeah. care because he's just doing something he loves. He'll 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 take the L. Uh, I think it might not be the most clean match, but it's going to have some emotion in it, which would be which would be great. The super click against the Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. You know what's funny? The Jurassic Express has a third member, but he doesn't even get to tag with them anymore. Like Marco Mark- gets no love. Yeah. It's all about Christian Cage. Him. Um, of he gets course, love on uh, your Jericho cruise, doesn't he? That's what yeah, he, he was. He was old. awesome. You know, he won me over last year. Um, they teased. Bobby Fish with Adam Cole on Dynamite this week, which was pretty sweet. 
Um, I, I feel like the super click does win this one. I mean, does it matter at this point? Um, what needs to happen is it's time for jungle boy to go his own way. Get that recurring role on Rizzolian Isles after dynamite and become a star. You know, one of the pillars MJF talked about the pillars and uh, maybe this is the beginning of that, uh, that trend. Uh, we have a, another tag match, which is just so weird. Pac and Cody Rhodes against Malachi Black and Andrade. It's odd. That is a weird one. Uh, Brian, what do you think of this one? I don't. Yeah, I don't quite get it. Don't. <laughs> don't quite. Yeah, the the whole Malachi Andrade thing feels very uh, oil and water to me. <laughs> I don't quite get it. Um, but let's see. So Cody won the last match though against Malachi. Yeah. So yes. I so I think I'm gonna go the other way. Then I think uh, you know maybe maybe this is the time to get Andrade more of the spotlight. So I'll say well, he, I'll say he he gets the cover and they get the win for the team as well. Well, Black has come out recently in an interview talking about a char- little bit of a character That's tweak. Yep. The okay. House of Black potentially some new members. Yeah, uh, maybe it's it's a you know everybody's like Bray Wyatt's come to AEW and we'll get into who we think it could be later. But if there is uh, a House of Black member members, I think this would be the time for a debut. I really don't care who wins because I think it's going to be unbelievable because all four guys are awesome. Even though everybody's booing Cody right now, um, I think it's going to be a, a great match. And then finally, our main event: <laughs> Hangman Page against Kenny Omega. Kevin, who do you have? I I, uh, uh, I sported the shirt earlier, and I'm still wearing it, Kenny. But I want I want Hangman to win. I I I've so pumped on the guy. I, if I had to put my top five AEW wrestlers from day one, Hangman would be in there. Just the way he uh, wrestles, to the way he's on the mic. Just just there's something about him that that is just I don't know. I I can't even put my finger on it. Except for just saying, well, I know what it is. I know what it is, Kevin. He just seems like such a cool guy. And the fact where the nice thing with yesterday is when uh, Callis hit him with uh, uh, Hangman with the thing, and then he was bleeding, (laughs) and you know, and Kenny actually like signed uh, his signature in Hangman's blood, faker. It was real blood, right? Catch up, Hangman. (laughs) But but I think Kenny Kenny's just been kind of. I don't know office champion. I want someone to take it that. But I just don't want him to take it for a year and then let's hand it to another guy, elite member that uh, uh, being the elite that's going to be uh, another year. You know what I mean? I want I want Hangman to take it, make something with it versus uh, uh, and let Kenny, you know, go against Daniel Bryan again, not for the title, right? And 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 have those matches and not just hold. <laughs> I want Hangman in in a thirty minute classic. Well, you said you couldn't put your finger on it, and I know what it is. It's that cowboy shiznit, right, Kevin? <laughs> well, I don't right? want to put my it's finger in the cowboy shiznit. <laughs> <laughs> and, as, and, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't know if signing that in blood is legally binding. For a I don't contract, think you can. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I, I hope it's Hangman. I think so. I think we – the first off, the story from – you know, when they were buddies, long-term booking. Yes. Like, you know, bravo, bravo, bravo. It's all good. I think we all thought it was going to be the match at all out. We all thought, all right, you know, they're building this. And then 
he went away. And then the story came out that him and his wife presumably uh, had their first child. So he had some time off and Kenny was stuck with, uh, with Christian, which we all kind of went, seems a little weird. Um, so I, I think the timing is still okay. Right. I, that, back at the all out season, the perfect timing, they had to have a little, uh, get divert off that path there because of the baby. Totally get it. That's awesome. Let's strike now. Let's not delay anymore. I think the fans would go absolutely nuts. There's been a lot of uh, pointing online how no one has kicked out an AEW of the uh, one-winged angel for uh, Kenny. Okay. And I think Hangman's the first one to do it. I think the fans will appreciate that. I think they know that and that he'll go over and, and be the champion and everybody walks away with a smile on their face chanting cowboy shit all the way to the streets of Minneapolis. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope it is cowboy. Uh, I hope it is hangman out of page, but I also hope it's Omega for the internet nerds to lose their shit. Uh, and then to hear them say, well, fuck AW. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what the fans want. Um, you know, because it's the same idiots that do it when WWE does those things. So full gear is available on pay-per-view uh, fight TV and uh, movie theaters, which is pretty cool. Uh, Kevin's going to try to see if there's one by his house. Yeah, Mine is just, I've got family in town, so I can't leave for like five hours to go sit in a movie theater by myself and watch is your family wrestling. excited to watch AEW. Full uh, gear no, no, they're not. <laughs> But if I leave, it's a whole thing and, you know, families. Uh, so no five count this week, but we are going to talk about the NFL picks. What happened last week, Brian? Oh, good week. Good week. Harper ties it up. She went three and oh, yeah. perfect. Wow. Week. Now, okay. The, the kids were only head to head on one. They had the same picks of Steelers over bears and chiefs over Packers. They both knew that, uh, Aaron Rodgers was out, was out for a COVID-19. So smart play picking the Chiefs. Um, but the one shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they did go head-to-head on uh, Titans and Rams. And Harper had the Titans. They took care of business on Sunday night. So we are tied up. It is 13 to 11. Wow. Harper and Brett are head-to-head. And uh, I'm really excited for this week because this uh, – this is like Haley's Comet. It happens like once every, well, it's more like leap year. Haley's Comet's like what, every 90 some years? 75 years. <laughs> but the lines are going to win? Everyone, every <laughs> no, 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 no. Settle yeah. down there, Rummy. Uh, yeah, the Steelers and the Lions are playing. And so that's a big one. We're going to have some fun in the picks video for that. Um, You're the uh, only yeah. two people excited for this game. I'm not excited. Oh, I know. This, this <laughs> is my Super Bowl. This is my Super Bowl. <laughs> I, and I'll talk about it more in the video, but I've been in this state of parts unknown wink wink for nearly 18 years and the lions have never beat the Steelers since i've been here i don't want that to happen on sunday i will hang my head in shame if that where happens. is the so, game is it in detroit or pittsburgh it's in pittsburgh oh, okay okay in pittsburgh um can uh, brett be the thumbnail this week <laughs> he was this past week right oh he right. should be here for he should be the next few to, to he, catch he was, up he was this past week, but I, I did want to show you some uh, documented footage because I know I told you, like, listen, I don't pick it. And uh, I, I know it, it just picks the, you know, they find. <laughs> yeah, right, I right. know. But let's make a point of giving Brett 
some love on the YouTube channel. Talk to please. the U- YouTube algorithms because no. here I was. Like, look at you that. can select nothing there. You can. <laughs> it says upload thumbnail right there, dummy. I'm not gonna upload Get a, a thumbnail. picture of Brett and upload a thumbnail, dummy. It was Come Brett. On. It was Brett. He was well, in needs his to be Brett uh, for the next three weeks. He was in his magic his tunnel, adip- <laughs> his, his abracadabra tunnel. So Do that was like- him. Did you guys like the one where Brett's like looking out of his little see-through oh. corner just with his eyes like <laughs> say the damn question? <laughs> um, did I anybody finish it. the Limp Biscuit record that we talked about last week? I did. I still I I, I still hold my thing. It's it's two different records. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I'm guessing you did you fast track did four. Not. No, no, okay. I'm going four. All right. Well, if you uh if you're out there and you listen to the new Limp Biscuit record. Let us know what you thought of it on social media at that WrestlePod, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, and see if Brett becomes the thumbnail this week. But we are out of time. Joe will be back next week, hopefully, unless he's stuck in the Rocky Mountains. And uh, we'll talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!